This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 101, How to De-Stress Your Holidays. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. How are you all doing? With the holidays coming up, I thought I would do an episode on how to, quote unquote, de-stress the holidays, if that's even possible. And if you live in the U.S., then this episode is airing right before American Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to my American friends. I'm excited this year. I will actually be in New York City celebrating American Thanksgiving with my stepson who goes to law school there, as well as some extended family. So it's my first time, actually, I'm going to have American Thanksgiving. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I do think that even though I live in Canada, American Thanksgiving is a time that we traditionally think of the holidays are starting to roll around, probably because of Black Friday sales. And it's an indicator, okay, holidays, full gear, let's go. So it is a perfect time for us to talk about how to enjoy the holidays with minimum stress. Now, I really don't want to say no stress whatsoever, because I don't think that's possible. And I don't think that's what the goal is. I know in the new year, I'm going to have a whole bunch of new episodes talking all about stress and fatigue and things like that. So stay tuned. But one of the things I'm going to share with you is about how we actually do need stress in our lives. There's good stress and there's bad stress. So stay tuned for that. Now, the other day I was talking to a client about the upcoming holidays. We've been working together for a while now around a diagnosis that she had received. And while she's made great gains, she was starting to worry about the holidays because last year following the holidays, she had a big health flare up. And I don't think that's unusual for people who struggle with illness or injuries that the holidays can be stressful. And when they are stressful, they do tend to see flare-ups or more fatigue or something like that. So we did talk about how worrying about the holidays will likely cause anxiety, which would heighten her overall stress response. And then she'd probably feel worse overall, which would likely lead to a worse result over the holidays. So remember, the brain does not know the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. So when you're, when you worry, your brain actually thinks it's happening. So then you start feeling lousy now, just thinking about it. And then you'll feel lousy later if it actually happens. So potentially you'll end up with two lousy times if you start worrying about it now. But I also know that telling somebody not to worry or not to stress is not usually the most helpful. And you can go back to episode 91, where I talked all about worry time and finding the best time to worry and the best way to worry. So that might be helpful for you. But I also shared with my clients some things that she can be doing now to be planning for some calmer, more chill, more enjoyable holidays. So to get started, like with pretty much everything else, I always recommend that you anticipate and plan. In my world of speech pathology, there is a framework that I do with my clients. It's called the goal, plan, predict, do, and review. So basically, you set a goal, and then the very next thing you do is you plan. How are you going to accomplish the goal? And then you predict or anticipate what could go wrong, what your solutions would be, and then you move forward and you do it. 
I think I'll do a future episode about this framework because it's actually pretty good and I think everyone could benefit from it. But if you want your goal to be an enjoyable holiday with as little stress as possible, then you have to start with some planning. Now, while the past does not dictate the future, you likely have a good indicator of what the holidays are going to be like for you. You likely know the people you end up seeing, the expectations that other people will have of you, where you'll be going, who will be coming, the traditions you may have. So you probably have a pretty good idea based on your past experience. So the first thing you may want to do is plan to build some awareness. Make a list of all the demands and expectations that you think are going to be placed on you. So for example, for me, I know a bunch of my kids will be coming home, which means that our house is going to be much fuller. There will be many more meals to prepare. There'll be a lot of late nights and there will be a ton of mess. I also know that my kids will probably want to have certain meals, that I will want to continue certain traditions, that there will be certain events that we'll all want to go to. And I also know there'll be gift exchanges and a lot of gifts that I'm going to have to buy and wrapping and even sending out. So making lists early on allows me to get a good indicator of what's coming up. And then I can anticipate which ones are going to be less enjoyable for me, like which ones maybe even triggers for me, which ones are the most important to me, what might go wrong, where there's potential for conflict or drama or hurt feelings or logistical challenges. So I'm just going to be building up the awareness of all the things that the future may hold. When I have some awareness, the second thing I do is take a couple of nice deep breaths. And I remind myself that everything on the list is completely optional. We're not trying to build awareness and make lists so that we can have a panic attack about all the things that we have to do. It is just to build awareness. But I know sometimes when people have that list of 50 things to do, they can start feeling the anxiety rise. And that's why you want to stop and take a nice deep breath to regulate yourself. And then remind yourself that everything on the list is completely optional. There are truly no demands that are placed on you. Truly, truly. I know it doesn't feel that way. But everything that you do is your choice. And this can be a hard concept for a lot of people, especially if you've tended towards the idea of people-pleasing to make people happy doing things. But everything you actually do is optional and a choice. If you decide you want to do something, then I'm going to offer to you to change your language to reflect that it is your choice. You don't have to or should or need to. I might offer to change it to, I want to, I get to, I choose to. So change your language. Watch how your language, the thoughts that you have, because language thoughts are really the language in your brain. Watch how that influences how you feel. Just that quick little language hack, reminding yourself that it is no obligation. There are no demands. Everything is a choice can be so helpful as a first step. Now, the third step, so actually changing your language is the second step because the first step is building the awareness. But the third thing, it kind of falls on the heels of reminding yourself that everything is a choice is deciding what your intentions are for the holidays and doing your holidays according to your values. When I was talking to my client, she was sharing with me a couple of traditions that she has that are pretty time-consuming. And so when we talked about ways to make her load lighter and perhaps like just take them completely off her list, 
she decided that they were important to her. They were not things that she wanted to sacrifice. They were not things that she wanted to take off her list. She would prefer to have to cut in other areas or to prefer to try to make the task easier. So we were then able to brainstorm a way that she could still do this important tradition, but do it in smaller chunks. So you need to know what your priorities are. Sit down and decide what is important for you this holiday season. For example, your priority could be to spend time together with your family. Maybe you enjoy having a meal together. Your intention is for everybody to be together and enjoy themselves, but that does not mean you have to have a seven-course holiday meal. It might mean that instead you simplify, you do some pre-made things, you order in. Now, you'll still accomplish your goal of having nice time together as a family. Perhaps it means you're asking for more help from other family members. Maybe people can bring things or maybe people can make things. Now, I know for myself that my kids are older and there's a lot more people around. So I put it out there to them. Listen, I need you to start helping out more. You need to be asking for what you need. You need to be advocating for yourself. I think you will find that most people are more than happy to help out. They're just not mind readers. And we have to stop assuming that people are mind readers and that they should know that you need more help or that they should know that it's too much for you. So get out there and just ask for the help that you need and simplify things. Making sure you're clear on what your priorities are, what your intentions are, will make it so much easier for you to simplify and for you to ask what your needs are. Now, the fourth thing that I'll offer that is helpful is truly sit down and make a list of things that are within your control and outside of your control. Sometimes what is concerning over the holidays is how people get along, how people react to things, what people think. And we can spend a lot of time getting wrapped up in a lot of drama. So we need to remind ourselves that other people's reactions, other people's choices, what other people think, how other people get along is not something that you can control. Now, obviously, you also want to show up in a way that you are happy with. You get to decide what your responses are. You get to decide how you think. You get to decide what you choose to do. You get to decide how you want to feel and then choose the thoughts that create those feelings. So focus on that. Focus on the things that you have full control over you. Instead of running around trying to figure out what other people are doing and how they're doing it and how they're feeling, focus on what you can control and that is always you. Now, the fifth thing that I recommend is to practice saying no. I appreciate the offer, but no, I'm not up to that right now. I would love to help out another time, but I'm not able to this time. I'm not able to do that, but I'm happy to do this. No, that's not going to work for me this year. No, I'm unable to accommodate that this year. No, we're going to have to skip that this year. I'd love to, but it won't be possible this year. It's okay to say no. And it is okay to say no, even without an explanation. I like to ask myself when I say yes to something that I don't want to do, what am I saying no to? Because when you are saying yes to one thing, you are saying no to another thing. So you want to make sure that you factor that into the equation. Try to always have both sides laid out for you when you're making that choice so that you can make the decision with both things in mind. So if I say yes to this, it means I'm saying no to that. That's why it's so helpful. If you have your intentions and your priorities set for the holidays, it makes it a bit easier to say no when you truly want to say no. And lastly, simplify. 
aim for B minus work. Now, this can be hard for some people, and it will require you to really, again, look at your priorities and intentions. Do you really need to make 10 different kinds of cookies? Do you have to decorate the entire house? Do you have to go to the four holiday parties? Do you have to visit the immediate family and the extended family on both sides? Do you need to wrap every single tiny little gift or could you use bags instead? Now, I know often your brain is going to offer, you don't have a choice. But that goes back to what we said earlier. Everything you do is a choice. There truly are no demands on you. So those are some simple things that you can start to do now to help prepare for a more stress-free holiday season. And I'd like to offer to you that make sure on a daily basis, you're finding some time for yourself. Make sure you are getting fresh air. Take a walk outside. Set and watch your favorite holiday movie. Spend a few minutes reading a good book. Remind yourself with a high five in the mirror every single morning that you are doing an awesome job. Hope these tips helped and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.